Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and we are very excited to have another guest back. We've got a very dear friend of mine who's going to teach us a lot about houses and condos and maybe apartments and like all that kind of real estate sort of stuff. I'm really excited to introduce Allie Edwards. Thanks for being on the show, Allie. Thanks for having me. You're (laughs) welcome. So tell everybody like what your background is, how you got into real estate, because it's a good story. It's not definitely not a straight story of how you got to real estate. No, definitely not. Um, I'll try and make it brief, but uh, started out as a uh, physical, I'm going to say physical occupational therapist, because most people don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I uh, started in hand therapy. So I immediately focused into one genre of therapy, which was the best thing I ever did. Um, Did that for 25 years and worked in hospitals and corporations and started my own hand therapy clinics around New York and uh, uh, California. That's how I got here to California because I'm originally a New Yorker. Um, And then I uh, decided after 25 years, uh, I got into investing like in in probably about five years ago. And so I'm like, I think I really like real estate and I really don't want to do medical anymore. And so I decided to get my license after five years of learning how to invest in real estate. Um, Cause it wasn't really, I wasn't really, I guess I felt like I wasn't getting taken seriously. So I was like, I need, maybe I need a license. You know? So, and that's what I did. I got my license um, in 2019 and, but I've always loved houses, always loved architecture of houses, big houses, you know, and running through houses, you know, all that stuff, even when I was a kid. And, and, um, and so I quit my job, just, I, I waited a year, but I just decided quit the job. And cause the only way to really get into, I think to really get into it is to go head first. Um, took me a while, Kathy knows. Uh, and you know, uh, I'm, I haven't looked back since then. I'm super excited. And it's not like I'm making millions of dollars at all. I'm just happy to be in a field that I love, which is um, real estate. So that's how I got here. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think just from your, you know, cause again, we always talk about what we talk about and then we talk about what we're not talking about too. So it's, <laughs> it's what you just described there, right. Is something that so many people go through, right. We, we start off, we get into a career, we're doing something, and then all of a sudden we realize it's not really what I love doing anymore. Mm-hmm. And and so you decide to make a change, you know, and again, it's okay to make a change, right? Even though you'd been doing the OTPT therapy for 25 years, yeah. we're allowed to make a change, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, also with that, right, you can't be half pregnant sort of deal right and so (laughs) that would be a little awkward right what do you get the morning sickness but not the weight gain or what's how anyway we call that college (laughs) yeah yeah but that's that that at some point we have to have the courage i guess right to actually like you said just quit your job start Mm -hmm. the other and 
And a lot of people don't have the courage to do that. So what what gave you the courage to finally cut ties and move forward with where you felt like your life needed to go? It, well, interestingly, you know, like I was saying, I didn't think people were taking me seriously, right, with with investing versus maybe having a real estate license. It was the same. And once I got into real estate, it was like, okay, so we have this new person. I, I work at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services California Properties here in Santa Barbara. And, you know, it, it was like, well, who is she? She's She's at her other job. I mean, how can you really... How can you be taken seriously? By no, it's no one's fault. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. So I'm like, oh, how funny! I'm in this situation again, and in a in a different way. And so, um, of course, with Kathy's help, you know, just sort of putting me in the in the tracks, right? Because it's easy to go off into another track. Um, I was able to, you know, come up with different scenarios as to you know, um, well, what would happen if, you know, you quit your job and what would happen if, you know, you didn't make money for the next year? How do you, um, you know, uh, hold on from that? Or how do you have a net, if you, if you will, like, because people want a net and there's never really a full net, but there, there's enough net that you could sort of jump and it'll eventually kind of just show up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm realizing is, and it's because I quit the job and went head first that the net appeared. It's kind of a weird thing, um, but it's hard to see that. Um, I, and I took risks, but I took calculated risks. You know, I saved a ton of money and I sold some investment properties to make up for the salary that I would be missing. And, and I felt good about it. And I haven't looked back since, to be honest. So... Well, and you used the word happy, right? You're happy now. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're doing, you've, you've found what it is that you're supposed to do, which mm-hmm. we can do all kinds of stuff. We might, why not just do something that actually makes us happy? Mm-hmm. Even, even cool. if it doesn't make us as much money as we could make from other things. Right. Cause I think right. that's, that's a, a mistake that so many people make. We just chase the money and do a job that we hate. Mm-hmm. We hate our life. We hate ourselves. We hate people around us. But we're making money, right? Like, yeah. You know, right? Go the other Steady way. Steady paycheck. Yeah, go yeah the other exactly. Way. Well, and to that point, Jason, you know, we can pick that path that makes us happy, and then when it stops making us happy, when you don't yeah. want to do that career, because you started as a hand therapist that you liked doing, you loved that job until you didn't, and then it's like, okay, now let's change. You can pivot on that, as so many of us have. And I think that is so scary. And I have so many coaching clients that are in that situation. They want to go start their own business or they want to quit the job or they want to leave the relationship or they want whatever it is. They want to make a change and they just don't know how because it's the, the fear can be so paralyzing because you okay. don't see that net. You don't see that net until you're coming towards it. You go, oh, all those open spaces. That's actually the pieces of a net that I can just bounce around in. Okay, perfect. You know, so yeah, no, it's, it was, it, and that's exactly what I was focusing on too when she told that story was, you pivot yeah so good good be good so let's go back to what we're our target talking about unless we want to keep going down that that path but so re- real estate um yes. i remember i remember buying my first property mm-hmm. it was terrifying because mm-hmm. they hand you this stack of paper it's like a tome of stuff with words you don't understand mm-hmm. and you know thank god we trusted our real estate agent i mean that was really it and mm-hmm. the escrow person they right. saved us they held our hand and walked us through that 
And we stumbled upon a real estate agent. We just, it was the, literally the first guy that answered the phone. That's who we ended up going with. Wow. We're a little smarter now, all of us. So how do you find a good real estate agent? I mean, like, what does one look for? How do you get found and connect with those clients? Well, it's funny you said that because um, according to the National Association of Realtors, I believe it's 70, there's it's a very high percentage, like 77, 79% of people actually do go with the first realtor that, realtor that they see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and it's not bad. It, you know, I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think it's, um, I think some people just know when they have an honest person and, cause, it, and, and that also, according to National Association of Realtors is, is the most important is that they um, are honest and trustworthy and yep. in, integritous. Is that a word? I don't, <laughs> I just made it, it is up. now. It, it is, is now. Integrous? Yeah. Ali's book of words. There's several in there. Um, and, um, and so it's a very high percentage of people. And then, you know, then I think it's a little lower at like, I don't know, 20% will go like with two, you know, they'll check with two different realtors and mm -hmm. then down the road and down the road, but it's rare that they get past two or three. It's usually one or two. Um, and then they, they figure it out. Or sometimes it's, it's one and then they're like, mm, yeah, no. And then they'll find someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it really is geared towards, uh, I think two things is honesty and communication. I, that's all you really need to do as a, a realtor to mm. your, you know, potential seller or buyer, in my yeah. opinion is, you know, contact them, talk to them, communicate with them, ask a lot of questions, um, you know, and of course be honest, you know, don't think you're going to try and swing a deal behind their back. I mean, that, I mean, I wouldn't do that to anybody, but it's just, right. it's, you know, but there's, that happens, you know, I mean, um, so I think that's number one in finding a, a real estate agent um, that you, that you trust. And then after that, um, you can find one at, at open houses, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you can, you can interview, right? So if you, if you just, maybe you don't have one, but you can, you know, go to the open houses in the area and you'll see different ones holding them open, hosting, and then you can ultimately sort of interview them without them. I mean, we know you're interviewing us, by the way, but <laughs> It, you know, it goes both ways, right? So, um, but it's just another way, another yeah. way you can find a great real estate agent. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that in-person contact is so important mm -hmm. to get to see the person, meet them. This is why I think what every real estate agent has their photo on their business card, right? Because they want that recognition and they want that, look at my happy, smiling, trustworthy face. I'm gonna get you in the house you want kind of thing. Hopefully the, the picture is up to date. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that like talk. dating profiles too, where people have like 20 year old pictures on? <laughs> it's like, yeah. that was me when I was 20. Would you still like to work with me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, yeah look but, how cute I was. You know, but, but back to your point, right? I mean, that's, that's one of those. If, if, if you were online dating, right, and you show up for your first date and the person's picture is like from 20 years ago. Right. That automatically shows that, hold it, maybe that person is trying to hide something or maybe they're not as honest as they as they right. say they are. Right. And right. again, I, I mean, told you before, I, I was actually in the business for a little bit many years ago and and there was always kind of the joke. But I think it's a perception that that is out there, too, which is 
you know, like you said, most people just grab the first person that comes along. They mm -hmm. see it as a transaction. It's more than that. And we mm -hmm. can talk about that too, because it's really a relationship. So if you, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll get there. Right. But, but, but most, you know, unfortunately realtors don't have that great of an image if you will we used to joke that we were we were one notch above used car salesmen right which is which is sad because i mean again we see used car salesmen typically as being somebody who's slimy who's trying to you know get you to buy this lemon car that nobody else will buy right, right. it's one thing when it's a car it's different when you're talking about hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars yeah. in a house, right? And especially here in California, where we all are, it's, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the median house price is, but it's close to a million bucks, I think, in the oh, state. Yeah, it's over. It's over depending, a million for the depending median. Depending on what part uh, yeah. that you're in, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah and so and so <laughs> it's, it's important, you know, like you said, to find out, does this person seem honest? Because, and maybe you can talk to this, right? Because... Mm -hmm. I think the fact that almost 80% of people are just grabbing the first person they see, they think it's a transaction. Mm -hmm. They think mm -hmm. it's just somebody filling out papers for them, mm -hmm. but maybe talk more about the relationship mm -hmm. side of it, because it's not a transaction. You're going to be at the hip with this person for how long typically? It depends, but with a, you know, so with buyers, you could be with them for a year, you know, um, uh, my, my, I call her my mother-in-law, but, um, we're not, we're not married, but she's my mother-in-law. She was with her realtor for, oh yeah, a year and back and forth and back and forth, you know, just with, just so yeah, you create, I would think you create a relationship at that point for sure. Uh -huh. Um, but on a seller side, it could be, you know, it could be as, as Depends if you knew them already, but if you didn't know them already, it could be 30 days, could be some transactions go, they close in two weeks. <laughs> so, but you love those as the agent, right? yeah. but you're still creating, you're always creating a relationship. I think no matter what, mm -hmm. so two weeks to 30 days to, it's very similar to my past um, experience as a hand therapist. You know, Perfect. I would see people and, and I use this as my, you know, Kathy knows this. I was very afraid, you know, nervous. How am I going to be a real estate agent? I don't, you know, just a lot of doubts, a lot of self-doubt. Um, but, but really when you, you think about it, my past as a hand therapist, I created relationships with people. I would, I would sit with them for three months. Most of the time it was a three month sort of stent to get them better. And by the, usually by the end of the first visit, I had rapport locked in okay. and it, it was, there are, I would say that I would go as far as to say that's somewhat of a gift. I'll, I'll be honest. Yep, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but it was also about being comfortable in the position. So now as an agent, I struggle a little bit, um, not to necessarily build rapport, but to ask the right questions. And that's what it's about. That's how you build a relationship because we like to talk about ourselves. So yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's how you build it. You ask a lot of questions. So, um, and the relationship can be as long or short as, as you make it. Yeah. So, I don't know if that answers the question, maybe in a roundabout way. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, because it's kind of interesting in real estate, because, you know, unless you're an investor, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so you kind of understand this. I mean, if you if you're an investor, so you're doing multiple transactions, mm -hmm. then you'll typically have you know a long term closer relationship with a realtor. Mm -hmm. But you know, for most people, you only buy or sell a house every mm -hmm. three, five, ten years, right? Okay. And so a lot of times, and, and I've seen this in, in my own life, whether I was on the buy or the sell side, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever used the same realtor for more than one transaction. That's common. Well, it'd be, and because, you know, again, I mean, part of it was, yeah, I, I, I moved states. So that was part, <laughs> part of the issue. But, mm -hmm. but even in, in those geographies, you know, and again, maybe this is a lesson for realtors, right, is... Mm -hmm nobody, they treated me as a transaction. I never saw them or heard from them after the transaction after. either. And it's like, hey, you know what? In a couple of years, I'm going to be buying a different house. Uh -huh. but, but nobody really treated me from a relationship. It was yeah. just the transaction. Exactly. And that's something that I have gotten... I don't know who I've had these conversations with, probably my mentors um, in the past, but it's really about maintaining that relationship after. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's any profession, whether it's a speaking gig, you know, if I don't, I immediately message the organizer and say, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to see the feedback. Here's mm -hmm. some of my other talks. Please let me know how I can help you out. You know, it's about fostering those relationships. And I think so much of what we do, we look at as transactional. It's this, and Jason, and I talk about this all the time. You know, you, you get connected to someone on LinkedIn and then you get this 30 paragraph sales pitch of how they're going to make you millions of dollars with you sitting in your living room. That's trans that's transactional. That's not building a relationship, right? So I think that's a lesson for, for no matter what profession you're in of mm -hmm. having spinoffs and having that relationship move forward. Yeah. I, I mean, like if I went to go sell my property in Paso Robles, I have no clue who that real estate agent is. I mean, it's been 15 years, but I don't remember his name. I've never ever heard from the guy again. I, you know, wow. I have no clue. I have no idea. Right. right. And the idea is to maintain via any sort of um, relationship uh, uh, medium, like, you know, now there's email and text message. And um, my thing is handwritten note cards. Yeah. I, I mean, there's times where I'm sitting at my desk now and I feel like this, um, like all I do is write no cards. <laughs> it's like, you know, and, but people love mail. Yep. They still like getting mail. I don't care what anyone says, especially if it's not a bill. Um, and the, those are the old tried and true ways of, of, of maintaining the relationship and they work, they still work. Um, forget about videos and Instagram and da, da, da. And, you know, I'm sure all that works too, but I'm sort of more of the old school method of like call and write a card, or even if it's once in a while, like this, uh, this month I sent, I'm sending 300, um, letters and, um, on the backside of the letter is a recipe from my grandmother. You know, it's, these are the little things. Um, and uh, whether or not I've met these people in person or not, it's, it's just a small little piece of here's me and I'm here for you. And if you have questions, it's not all about a transaction. So. No, well, and it, it, as you're talking there, because again, it's, I mean, this is true for realtors, but everybody listening, this is relationship advice in life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, again, I think about, 
how many people I know, they only reach out to me when they want something. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and again, I mean, these could be people that I've known for a long time, but that, you know, picking up the phone, sending a text, commenting on social media, on something right. they're doing, you know, a lot of these things to where, you know, if, if you don't have relationships with people, it's probably because you're not doing the things to have relationships with those people. Right. That's and right. It, it takes some effort on our part mm-hmm. to actually reach out. And I've started trying to do this more. I've gone back and forth on being good or bad, but you know, when I think about somebody, I try to send them a message, you know, and, and even still, if it's just something like, Hey, was thinking about you today. Hope everything is fine. Move on with the rest of my day. Right. But, you know, just like that letter showing up in the mailbox that you Mm -hmm. send and somebody goes, Oh, that's nice. And you turn it over and it's like, Oh, grandma's apple pie. I love apple pie. I don't know what the recipe is. It was, it was lasagna because everybody oh, everybody loves lasagna grandma's lasagna what uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and in that little act you know it, it's an act of showing that you care and love for somebody else too right yeah. i mean again i'm ho- i'm i'm thinking right you're you're looking at this going wow how cool would it be for all these people to make grandma's lasagna and to just right? be loving it right yeah. but well so it, yeah well i was gonna say it brings it brings the human element in it makes you a person, right. Allie. It, it, it personalizes that relationship. Here's mm-hmm. my grandmother's recipe. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That's what friends do. You know? right. So it immediately moves you out of this. Here's this woman that sent me a postcard again about she wants to buy my house into, right. oh my God, she, like, she went to the trouble of handwriting an envelope and sending me this letter. And you know, it's like that people remember stuff like that. Right. You know, they really do. And uh, you know, it is about fostering those relationships regardless right. of what industry you're in. So- yeah. Right. Yeah. And I made a point of saying it's, you know, grandma's recipe and, and, you know, and of course, right. People are always like, oh, you're Italian. You, you must have great recipes, you know? And I'm like, yeah, my grandmother did. I don't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's called takeout. Right, yeah. um, but so what I, what I <laughs> and did. And someone's grandmother I, probably made that. <laughs> right. And my grandmother's probably rolling over in her grave right now. Um, but I took the recipe and I tweaked it a little and I wrote, you know, um, he, you know, grandma's recipe. And then, um, you know, like the marinara sauce. And then in parentheses, I wrote, go ahead, use jar sauce. I won't tell, you know, that kind of thing, you know, and no boil lasagna because the lasagna, if you boil them too much, the, this is the thing, all you, all you non-Italians, if you boil the lasagna too much, it gets wet and soggy. And then you go and you layer it and then your lasagna is soggy. So you use the no boil ones. Mm-hmm. And you just layer them dry, and then the moisture from the cheese will just mm-hmm. perfect. So anyway, that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it with the lasagna. I like it. I like it. I like it. And that's a perfect plate because we're of course we're out of time. I know. Now <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I'm like, I, I, know. Need, I need me some lasagna. <laughs> I know. I didn't get one of those letters, so I'm. Oh, well, you'll be getting one. Yeah. In person, of course. Of course. Cool. <laughs> This is so great. So yeah, I mean, we, uh, it, it always go, it goes back to relationships. It goes back to following your passion and knowing that if you do and you want to change your mind later, it's okay. I mean, Jason and I have switched careers so many times and we still have so much life ahead of us to maybe make another change. Just right. do what makes you happy. Take that risk. We say that all the time. Go for it. You know, it's a matter of just figuring out what you really want and following that path. There's going to be a net there for you. As a trapeze artist, I promise you, 
There's a net there for you. (laughs) (laughs) In college, they said that uh, we were literally in OT school and they're like, oh, and uh, this, you know, statistics will say that you'll change your career at least twice in your life. I think that was what they said two times or three times. And I'm sitting there appalled because I'm like, I'm giving you 80 grand and you, you're telling me I'm going to change my mind. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that happens, I guess. Yeah. Well, sure. And as an, as a theater major, I kept getting that input from the adults of, well, what happens when this career doesn't work? And I remember being so offended of what do you mean? I'm going to go to Hollywood and it's going to work. Well, right. you should have a plan B. And it's like, I'm, and I'm glad I did the plan B unrolled from plan A. But now I've got plan B, C, D, E, F. you know, it's just <laughs> things shift. We end, just like right. you said, Jason, we end up exactly where we're supposed to be. So. Yes. Cool. No, great stuff. And again, <laughs> I mean, like you said, you know, what we, we were planning to talk about something else, but you know what, this relationship and this whole idea of changing and having the courage to go after something that, that makes you happy, right? Instead of just going after the money. I mean, so many people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. because a lot of people the reason they're miserable is they hate their job they hate what mm-hmm. they're doing and that carries over into the rest of their life yep. yes right and so just you know if you want to be a teacher if you want to be a realtor if you want to be a you know sidewalk artist just go do it and mm-hmm. you know don't don't worry about the money figure out how to make it work but do something that you love and have the courage to change because that's how we make the world better around us too, is we got to make it better for us. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it becomes insidious, you know, if you don't really care for what you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. It affects everything. It does. Mm-hmm. So Allie, tell people how yes. they can reach you if they'd like to get in touch with you. So I am on Instagram at Allison Edwards, R E for real estate. Um, and the same for Facebook. Um, my regular Facebook is under Allie Nardo. N-A-R-D-O, which is my Italian last name, but my, it's my maiden name. Um, I'm at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California Properties in Santa Barbara on State Street. And let's see, um, what else can I give you? Um, my email, if you want to reach out to me right away, is Allie, A-L-L-Y, Edwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S, at B-H-H-S, Cal, C-A-L, dot com. And uh, yeah, so feel free to cool. reach out. I'm always here for questions. If you like stats, I got stats. Um, yeah, and uh, life is not a transaction. So I just want everyone to know that I don't treat it that way and um, nor should you, so. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Excellent, this has been such a fun conversation. As always, Thank we you. never know where it's gonna go. I love when people say, what are we gonna talk about? I'm like, oh. I don't know, I know. Uh, I'm like, yeah. Depends on where we go. Cool. We, uh, we never know until we go there. We never know until we go there, cool. And there might be sound effects, we don't know. <laughs> I'm Kathy Groover, I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford, I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. Yeah.